All right, guys, so we are back for a second episode of the day today. How lucky. Um, so last night, I did a shallow end deep dive into the topic we're going to talk about today, and it is really fucking late here in New York, and I am really tired, but bear with me because I think you're going to want to hear this one. So on this episode, we're talking about those unindicted co-conspirators that the prosecution had brought up initially and that we've heard about through this trial. And we're going to look into where the hell these people could possibly be at a time like this. So let's get started. So, like I said, we are going to talk about these apparently forgotten co-conspirators today. And let me tell you, there is a lot of salacious shit in here. So, let's get the boring shit out of the way first. And that means we're going to have to back it up and reverse and go back to the beginning. So, again, I'm getting pretty good at that, right? All right, anyway, so... Remember when Epstein pled out with a non-prosecution agreement back in 2007 for running his child sex ring in Florida? A couple things about that. A couple things. So, aside from that entire agreement clearly being absurdly lenient to a pedophile, um, you know what? I have a side note. I think, can, can we please just address the fact that so many high-profile men and even women continued to rub shoulders with this piece of shit after he was, it, he, he was basically, well, he didn't get convicted because he didn't go to trial, but after he admitted to being a pedophile, because honestly, I, I think we all need to keep that in mind. If you knew somebody that went, that, that went to jail and served time for admitting to pedophilia, would you still be chilling with them? Because I sure as fuck wouldn't. So why are some of the most powerful people in our society cool with this? Like, what is up with that? Is this like a moral thing? Is this like, is this really all a blackmail thing? I don't know, guys, but it's pretty weird. Um, anyway, let's get back to the point. So for this plea agreement, Epstein hired attorney Alan Dershowitz. And that name sounds familiar. We talked about him before, but he is was part of O.J. Simpson's dream team, and he is also being accused of sexual abuse by the Epstein victim, Virginia Roberts. And in an insanely dumbfounding turn of events, Dersh has turned around and sued Virginia Roberts right back for defamation. So, you know, obviously he's a, he's a great person and a wonderful human. Also, I just think that we should be able to laugh at the fact that of all the people in this world who are going to claim someone is lying... Can it not be the dude that has literally gotten paid to lie for people for his entire career? I just think that that's pretty funny. But anyway, that deal that he that he brokered with Alex Acosta 
this is this is what we got to focus on. So it says the United States also agrees it will not institute any criminal charges against any potential co-conspirators of Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein, including but not limited to Sarah Kellen, Adriana Ross, Leslie Groff, and Nadia Arsenkova. So all four of these women were accused of recruiting underage girls for Epstein. And I'm about to tell you all about it. So, you know what, we're going to start with the women that I, you know, listen, I'm not saying they weren't involved, but I think that their involvement is definitely lesser than at least the last two we're going to talk about. So, Adriana Ross, like I said, some might say her role is passive in some ways. It doesn't seem that she was involved in any of the sexual abuse or even making the appointments, but during deposition testimony for a case brought, a civil suitcase brought by one of the victims, The property manager of the Palm Beach house, Mr. Bansiak, said that Ross went into the house prior to the execution of the search warrant in 2005 and removed three computers. Now, I've watched all the documentaries on all this shit, and I saw one where one of the cops was saying how he thought it was strange that computers were clearly missing, like there were wires hanging, like where the computer should have been attached. So, you know, that's tampering with evidence and we got you, bitch. So I know. Oh, also, I know you're probably like, I thought Alessi was a property manager in Palm Beach and you are absolutely correct. He is or was. He just wasn't anymore in 2005. It was this other guy. And why this other guy isn't being called, I really don't know. But so, you know, Adriana Ross basically helped cover up shit. And then we're going to go to another assistant, and that is Miss Leslie Groff. And she worked for Epstein for almost 20 years. And I read an article about this asshole, and she was describing, like, how close she was with Epstein. And she is quoted saying, like, she knew she knew what he was thinking. They were so close. And I was like, did you know? You knew what he was thinking, you bitch. Did you know that he was fantasizing about raping underage girls? That's cool. You're a piece of shit, too. Anyway... She has been accused of setting up travel and lodging for these young women, and her attorney claims that she's, like, super upset about these accusations against her, and that she never knowingly set up any travel for lodging for underage girls. I feel like this is exactly what Espinoza testified to on Monday, sort of. She was like, so, yeah, I set up massage appointments, but, like, they were totally, like, legit and professional. They, like, definitely weren't anything involved with sex. Bull fucking shit. You both knew what the fuck was going on. I'm sorry. There's 20 years you work with this man? You gotta be kidding me. Um, all right. The next one. Getting spicier. Turning up the heat here, people. Buckle up. Sarah Kellen. This lady's been mentioned in the trial a number of times, and she clearly appears to have a lot of involvement here. So when Sarah Kellen was working for Epstein, she was she was also referred to as Sarah Kensington. And, you know, I'm unclear about why anyone would need an alias like that. So to me, I'm like suspect already. I already don't like you. I already don't like that. Like, I'm also like, even if you just thought it sounded more chic, I like hate you even more for that. But anyway, um, oh, 
Kellen is actually married to NASCAR driver Brian Vickers, and they got married in 2013, and they appear to live in New York City, um, which is another reason why I don't know why her ass isn't here for this trial. But anyway, she held the title uh, of business manager, but according to more than one person during civil depositions, she was referred to as the lieutenant what type of weird military shit is this? Doesn't this like feel super culty to me, doesn't it? Like the Keith Rainieri Nexium cult, like the cult of women he recruited to basically abuse other women, because that, that's honestly what it sounds like to me. But um, yeah, so she was Maxwell's lieutenant, according to David Rogers, who is actually that second pilot who testified during this trial. And I don't know about you guys, but I actually found him to be more credible than the first one. Um, he, he base he also said that she was Maxwell's like top assistant. So also according to other victims, she kept, she was the one who kept the list of all the girls' names and contact information and would set up the sexual meetings with Epstein and an attorney for the victims down in Florida said that Sarah definitely saw herself as the boss and that she was, quote, really running the whole organization, bringing in girls and getting them in in and out of the Palm Beach home, close quote. Guys, what the fuck? If that isn't verbatim what this charge is against Maxwell, I don't, like, are you serious? What is happening here? Why is this girl not here? Why is she not brought in here? Why is she not uh, testifying for the prosecution? What is going on? You know what? Better question. If that's true, why isn't Maxwell trying to blame her and take the heat off her? Somebody tell me, but... I don't know who can. Anyway, maybe some of you can. Let me know. Um, So apparently there were Palm Beach victims that said it was her and not Maxwell who greeted them and brought them upstairs to the massage room and set up the oils and all that gross shit for the massage. One girl said that Maxwell and Sarah Kellen showed her how to please Jeffrey. Like, disgusting. But here's my theory. Remember earlier today, Kimberly Espinoza said that at some point Maxwell stopped coming to Epstein's office and was replaced with Sarah Kellen? Well, doesn't this whole thing kind of make sense? Like, Maxwell was getting ready to retire from her high military rank, so she was passing the torch um, to this little soldier bitch, um, you know, having her teach these girls how to pleasure Epstein. Ugh. Um... And clearly, based on Espinosa's testimony, she started to take over Maxwell's responsibilities, such as bringing these girls up to the to the massage room. She she knew exactly what was happening. Um, um, yeah, like I I just don't believe it. And I don't know when I I don't know when her relationship with Epstein and Maxwell started. So you know that's something important too because. She's actually now claiming that she's being portrayed as a monster and that she's a victim here and she was abused by Epstein Weekly. And like, listen, I'm not, I'm really not here to make any judgments. And you know what? Actually, fuck that. I am here to make judgments, actually. And my gut tells me that this girl is full of shit. And I don't know. Listen, I could be totally wrong and I will eat my words if I am, but. To be, to be totally fair, regardless, it really doesn't matter because A, she's not here testifying against Maxwell, which would indicate to me that she was given immunity for helping the prosecution, and B, she, she is clearly not charged with anything, so 
where the fuck is the government here, guys? What is going on? Why is this person not be held in response, being held responsible or at least being used to their benefit? It really doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. But all right, let's get to our last one. And this one is obviously, I mean, not obviously, it's arguably the most horrifying and you'll see why in a minute. So this is Nadia Marcinkova, who now goes by Nadia Marcinko. She was born in eastern Czechoslovakia, which is now known as Slovakia, in 1986. Um, she was apparently a former model and was also a and is also a pilot. So at first when I read this, I was like, uh, that's an interesting skill set to have, lady. Um, but then I did some more some more googling and I found out that she got these. Uh, you know, pilot licenses while living in Palm Beach. And guess, guess who funded her training to get those licenses? If you guessed Epstein, ding, 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 you are correct. And your prizes, you get to hear the rest of this. So then I was reading something that reminded me about, you know, obviously Epstein's island is an island and the only way to get there is by boat or plane. And I'm like, Okay, and remember how Maxwell has her helicopter's license and is and is an avid flyer? Um, hear me out. It really seems like Epstein had his female army of soldiers and lieutenants here getting licenses to fly so that he could use them in, in his insanely elaborate trafficking plot. Honestly, I don't think that that's totally unreasonable. I really don't. Because, um, I mean, really... How many people do you know that have pilot's licenses? I really don't think I know a single one. I really don't. Um, and Jeffrey Epstein seems to know a whole lot of pilots and a whole lot of pilots who happen to be beautiful women um, and, and who also happen to be accused of helping him traffic women. So, you know, I, I don't think it's so far-fetched, people. Um, so, you know, either way, I'm obviously making assumptions and speculating, but hey... If it makes sense, I don't know. But, all right, moving on. Oh, wait a second. Hold up for a motherfucking second because I forgot the most important part, guys. I, I, I really, really can't believe that I hid the plot. Nadia was reported to have been a pilot on the Lolita Express. So, yeah, I take back what I said. I'm like, case closed, goodbye, mic drop. Except I can't drop this mic, it's on a stand. But anyway, just really, come on, give me a break here. But so, like I said, she is a professional pilot and she she actually has a company. And if you want to check it out, there's a website. Um, her company, it's called Aviloop, A-V-I-L-O-O-P. Go, go check it out if you'd like. Um, so like I said... She was one of the women specifically named in the plea agreement that was entered into by Epstein in Florida. And you know what I read? She visited Epstein over 70 times in jail in Florida. 70 fucking times. That seems a little excessive to me. But again, who am I to judge? So now we're going to get into the, you know, real salacious shit. And that's your warning. If you don't want to hear gross stuff, don't listen. So one victim who was 16 said that while... While she was giving Epstein a massage, Nadia came in and Epstein said, you can make an extra 200 bucks if you go down on her. And she did. And she made an extra 200 bucks. And 
I am like, what the actual fuck? Because this was in Palm Beach Police Department records. The detectives got this statement from this girl. And tell me how none of these people are in jail. I just don't get it. But um, she, she was also, people also, more than one girl said that she was involved in a number of threesomes and orgies with Epstein and other underage victims. And in fact, one of the victims in this trial, I believe it was Jane, testified that a naked woman came in um, and she had an accent that the, the victim couldn't place. And, you know, this sounds quite familiar to me. So eh, things get even a little bit worse here now. So apparently that same victim who told the Palm Beach Police Department about how she was able to make that extra $200 when Nadia came around, um, she also told the detectives that day that Epstein... It's like I can't even say this. She knew that Epstein had bought Nadia from her parents. Yes, yes, you heard me correctly. I said bought her. He apparently bragged about purchasing this poor girl from her parents at the age of 15. Um, and he referred to her as his sex slave. And honestly, like, if any of that is true, God help us. God help us. Because this is horrific and horrible. Oh, and in any other context, I wouldn't even question this, but during that 2005 raid, they found books in his house in Palm Beach that were, you know, it was Slavecraft, Roadmaps for Erotic Servitude, and another one was Training with Miss Abernathy, a workbook for erotic slaves and their owners. Yeah, people, their owners. Okay. And hey, again, we don't king shame here. This is not king shaming. This is not what the BDSM community is about. They understand consent, and that is not what's happening here. So this is not king shaming anybody that wants to do BDSM in a consensual manner. This is about fucked up pedophiles. So let's move on. Um, you know, if that's true, I'm just like, I don't know what's wrong with our world, but Again, it's all, you know, she, she did do some shit herself and I, it's, it's hard to think about things when somebody's a victim of something like this themselves, but you know, it's not completely unheard of that victims of abuse become the abusers themselves. And, you know, it, it, she needs to be held responsible as do all of these women for her actions and crimes. And then the judge can decide how to, how to weigh her own experience when she's, when she's sentenced, sentenced. Um, so, you know, all right. Like at this point, I can't imagine I'm thinking right now that where are these people? Where is at least Sarah Kellen, who apparently was basically Maxwell 2.0? Where is, where is this woman? Um, also, if Sarah Kellen is saying that she was she's a victim, why is she not here testifying about that? Um, anyway, God, it's so it's so annoying. <laughs> um, I think a jury is probably asking that same thing though. A jury is probably like, who are these people? What is going on? Um, I also find it really I find it very interesting, but also pretty strange that. Not a single one of these people flipped on anybody to save their own fucking ass. Not one of them. 
Maxwell didn't flip on Epstein, even after this motherfucker offed himself. These three, these four women didn't flip on Maxwell when they were being, well, you know what? Who knows? Maybe they weren't being threatened with prison time because they're not fucking in prison for not cooperating. Um, but you know, that's either some real serious fucking loyalty, like some serious blackmail or maybe just some serious amounts of cold, hard cash, but either way. And, you know, part of me is actually wondering, cause I, they brought the prosecution brought that these women up in the beginning. Well, they, they mentioned unindicted co-conspirators, which now that we've heard all of this, I mean, what do you guys think? I'm thinking they're talking about these girls, these women. Uh, and I'm wondering if they were going to call them and something happened because is that why the case got shortened so much? You know, there's no way that just because they didn't call Jane's brother because of all that that went down, there's no way that the case is this much shorter than anticipated. I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm just speculating here, but... Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I mean, I could go on and on about why this pisses me off, but I won't. But I do want to tell you something funny. So I saw this post on Twitter, and this is this is what it says. It's like an overheard one. It's like, woman, why is the, why is the media burying the Jelaine Maxwell trial? Man, is that a rhetorical question? Woman, is it because of Clinton? Prince Andrew? Man, hire. Woman, Obama? Man, come on, dear, think higher. Woman, oh, man, yep. So, you know, everybody's commenting, like, who, who, is, who is higher than Obama that they're talking about? And I see that one of the responses, not one, multiple, like a bunch, and I was laughing, is the Pope. And I was laughing, not only because that's so silly, but because I made that joke yesterday, you guys can go back and listen. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, who do you think these these guys are talking about? I'd be curious to hear. But anyway, that's going to be it for now. Oh, wait, before I forget, I did rewatch part of that Buried Showtime series for you because I wanted to see if this expert Lotfus was in there because I, I figured she was, but she she was, so... Um, she's also using the exact same language that she used at trial. Um, go check it out. I'd love to, t- to talk about it, but I don't want to spoil it. So enjoy it. Also true crime fans. And honestly, anybody who didn't live under a rock this year, there's a Gabby Petito documentary coming out on Peacock today. And you know, I'm sure some of you would like to see that. So check it out. Check out the buried one. And Yeah, we're here for day two of the defense case for Jelaine Maxwell. Um, So yeah, have a great day, guys. And remember that legally, 30 blondes have more fun. I'll talk to you later today.